Welcome in, guys. It's Brad with College Sportscast, and we're here. We haven't done this in a couple weeks. This week to do the big fuss show. Attention. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. All right. No time. I'm back with John Hammonds. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, man? We are here to do the Big Fuss Show. We haven't done these in a couple of weeks because of Thanksgiving. And then I was actually kind of not feeling too great last Tuesday. So we skipped last Tuesday. So we hadn't done these for a couple of weeks, but perfect timing because the college football world is in uproars over this whole um, (laughs) college football playoff rankings, which I knew. I actually said for two weeks that there was going to be at least one or two teams that was really going to be upset when it was all said and done. But we're not going to jump straight into that. I am going to go – we are going to get into that quite a bit tonight, but I'm not going to jump straight into that. First, I want to say that we are presented by by the fanboys. And I just now noticed that our brand logo is not on the – screen for some reason i'm gonna try to get that up there well it went up then it went back out oh how about now yeah it's up there now there it is all right so yeah the big fuss show we're presented by the fanboys go to home field uh they're having a 12 days of christmas thing going on specials each day starting i think december 1st or 2nd you can go and they're gonna have specials today is a mystery box you can get a gift for 20 bucks it's actually like a 40 percent savings you can go there use our link go to our link tree the very top of our link tree is our home field apparel link um and you can use our link and we'll get credit for that um so go there check them out they have over 180 teams on this mystery box you do not get to pick the team you don't get to pick the church shirt or whatever it is that you're going to give get it's a mystery box for today Mm -hmm. but it's only 20 bucks instead of 36 so you're saving quite a bit of money and i'm sure it'll be something vintage and cool and fun and you'll enjoy it you can give it as a gift. All right. With that said, going to go into some news and some hot topics. Of course, there's no bigger hot topic than the college 
for the transfer portal. <clears throat> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the transfer portal, <clears throat> excuse me, open yesterday. In one yeah. day, <clears throat> there was 631 FBS college football players that entered into the portal in one day. It's pretty wild what's actually going on in college athletics. What do you think, John? It's just – it's not even <clears throat> FBS. It's FCS, Division One. well, yeah, Division II. I'm not talking about FCS and Division Two and all this. I'm just saying in, in, in FBS, 631 players in. That's – and it's getting even – more larger as, as the minute goes by, you know, and, and just now we had a big name drop in the portal, Rocket Sanders from Arkansas. He's going to be a big fish in the pond. And yeah, I mean, he's if you a great think, back. I'm, I'm telling you, there's going to be more like this and there's going to be bigger names. And I, I feel like whoever has the most NIL money is going to win on a lot of these guys. Whoever can throw the most money at these players are going to or win, are going to win a lot of these sweepstakes. So it's going to be interesting to see, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of names in the portal, John. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names in the portal that kind of, I mean, just kind of blows you away. I mean, um, you know, McCord, starting quarterback from Ohio State. Uh, you know, uh, Dylan Gabriel. Transferring again out of Oklahoma, two-year starter um, is probably going to finish top eight or nine in the in the Heisman Trophy votes this year. I mean, he was that good of a season. Um, Cam Ward, Washington State, two-year starter there. I mean, there's just a lot of names from places that have been starters, and they're putting their name think, in the transfer portal. And I think Clemson had a couple guys. I think a couple DBs. They had a few DBs, and I think they had a running back. So Clemson's going to have to retool their yeah. rosters too. So everybody's going to be retooling. Um, you know, this is the new normal. Um, I, I basically said it last week. It's it's the NFL free agency without the salary cap. Basically, it's it's what it boils down to, and it's it's a free for all. Let's just be it's just wild to see two-year starters and stuff go into the transfer portal. You know what I mean? Like it, you yeah. would think if you were, you know, a starter and doing well and leading a good team like Ohio State mm -hmm. and and who'd want to stay there and stick around. Well, and another thing too, I was telling somebody today, I don't know if it was something I read earlier. There was one quarterback. It might have been a quarterback, running back, somebody. But they had been in college for seven years. Seven through the portal. Seven years as, as a player. And, now, folks. And, and still putting their name in the portal. Yeah. Again and again. Yeah, like it's it's pretty wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy what's going on for sure. So that was just yesterday. That is not including 
taking any numbers from today, that was just the first day, the 631. And this is just the, and this is just the start of so, it. So there's it, there'll be more about there'll be more by Christmas. Yeah. I know it's supposed to, it's supposed to go 45 days again. I thought they passed earlier this year that they were going to cut it to 30 days. Um, they talked about it. I thought they passed it, but apparently it's not in effect yet or something. I'm not sure, but they, it something needs to be done. I mean, it's crazy if you ask me. Yeah, it's, but it's 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 pretty wild. I had to start with that. Another thing that I wanted to really kind of dig into here with you tonight, and this is going to blow people's minds probably because I would think most people think that the Pac-12 is going to disappear. However, that's not the case. So today, Washington State and Oregon State announced that they are going to continue the Pac-12. And I'm about to tell you here's how. I got three points here, and this is how they are planning on continuing the Pac-12, okay? So the Mountain West Conference that each school, Washington State and Oregon State, will play six games with the Mountain West Conference teams. Three home games and three away games. Then they will play each other, and they are not, it's not out of the question that they might play each other twice, once at each each stadium. Stadium, yeah. So they have eight games in conference. So they have eight games in conference. They have an agreement. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in this agreement, Washington State and Oregon State have agreed to pay the Mountain West $14 million for them to do this for one season. $14 million, and the agreement is that they're going to allow them to play six games each, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, to go, take it another step further, they get to keep the Pac-12 logo and everything will stay the same, and how that's going to happen is technically – you're supposed to stay above eight teams in a conference, okay? Mm. But there's a clause that says to get back if you fall below. So Oregon State and Washington State is going to use that two-year grace period starting in June, uh, July of 2024, it doesn't even start till then. They're going to use that two-year grace period and continue the Pac-12 in hopes that they can 
figure out an agreement or reach an agreement or bring some teams in and continue the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people have probably thought that the Pac-12 was just going to go away after this year. Mm -hmm. But that's not really the case. And on top of that, the college football playoff conference winner's birth starting in 2024, the winners of the top mm -hmm. six conferences in their rankings mm -hmm. will get an automatic berth. Well, mm -hmm. that is technically still up in the air for next year with the Pac-12 because by law, with that two-year grace period, they can't technically be stripped of that auto automatic birth. Mm -hmm. It's possible that one of those two teams will make the college football playoff next year unless they work something, unless they work something out with them. It's possible one of those two teams will make it next year and the year after because it's a two-year grace period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Into the college football playoff. It's pretty crazy. Now, is that not crazy? It's pretty wild. I mean, I was reading the whole story today, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow. I mean, I, I can't even – I can't even believe what I'm reading some of this. Well, and, all, and, and two, I think, you know, Washington State and Oregon State stand, I think, is, is a really good thing because you don't want to dismantle the conference. You don't want to just be like, just throw it away. You want to at least have it intact. And I think that's what they're doing. They don't want to just, you know, ruin this conference and go to a different I mean, league. The Pac-12 has a 100-year history. They do, and especially in basketball, Yeah, I mean, they have a 100-year history. Basketball is getting better as well with, you know, Arizona and these other teams, and, and a lot of those are moving on too. So I think this is a great thing. I think it's a big thing. And, you know, playing a team twice in a season, I don't think that's, I don't think that's ever happened, has it? Unless it's been the NFL, in NFL football? plays home and home. I mean, NFL, no, probably NFL not. NFL plays home and home, but. Yeah. <laughs> not in college football. No, not in college, but in the pros yeah. they do. They play home and home. They'll play a one way or one home. Yet. Yeah. It didn't say that they had come to that agreement yet, but it's likely that they will play those six games and then play at each other's, you know, place and play twice. So they can technically say that they had eight conference games. <laughs> now, they're supposed to be bleeding money in the Pac-12. And somehow they come to an agreement that they're going to have to pay and the schools are paying this, not the PAC 12 because they don't have full control of the PAC 12 yet. 
So Washington State and and Oregon State has agreed to pay the Mountain West $14 million to do this for one year. So if they do it two years, they'll have to pay $28 million probably. That's where you get in the spot where. So again, if you're just joining, you want to see it, I will play the slides through. You're probably going to have to. In that grace period time, you're going to probably have to find more. You're going to have to start looking for teams to join the, the Pac-12 and figure th- figure things out. Yeah, they will. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have two years, and if they can't get above eight teams, they have to get above to, to eight teams or above in order to be able to keep their – um conference intact and not fold and be and and be by the you know by the bylaws and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah which i just thought i was worried that we've never really seen before you cut out um, i couldn't hear you in in college sports period it's just something different we've never seen before, you know? Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on. I'm going to, I'm going to call these our no fly zone topics for the night. I'm going to start with this. The college football playoff committee. You're take on what the committee did do you think they made mistakes do you think they got it right what's what's your takes on it john well i feel like florida state got the bad end of the deal because you know they had a quarter they had their quarterback get hurt jordan travis and that was a that was a tough break for them, but I look back at I look back at a video. It it was maybe maybe a week before Travis got hurt, and they was already debating whether FSU should have been in it or not or or not, regardless of the um, injury. And see, that's where I have an issue with the whole ESPN and Kurt Herbstreit deal because he said. Had FSU been in, if Jordan Travis would have been, you know, healthy and available to play, they would have got in. But the week before that, before he even got hurt, he even went on a tangent about how they're how it was a debatable team. It, it's sort of it's sort of this yeah. and this and this. Like I, I don't I don't agree with that. Um, the way they did Florida State, but I realized why they did it because Alabama beat Georgia. I get it, you know. And I'm gonna say this, and people might get mad about this, but this is just how it is. If you were sitting at that table that night and you knew Alabama had to beat Georgia, and they was going into the turn into the uh, college football playoff. You would have known that if they win that game, they're going like they're going in that college football playoff no matter what. 
And I felt like that's what happened. And I think the the issue with with Texas was Texas beat Alabama and they got a nod. And that I think that's what knocked Georgia out was the whole Texas thing against Alabama. I think Alabama beat but, Georgia. But I but I have an issue. I'll I'll get into each team a little bit. Um because I have an issue. My issue is not with what everybody else is saying. I have a completely different issue. So well, I do too. Into that with that. I have the FSU. But my take on the college football but, playoff. But there one. But there's one team for me that got screwed out of all of this. And that's Georgia. Georgia was what number one, and they dropped from all the way from number one to number what, number six, number five, like? Number six. Where's the transparency, folks? And lost to Alabama. The they only lost team. to Alabama, yeah. but they won their other games that they've won. Like, Georgia fans have, have, have a bite to, you know, chew on because it kind of felt like, you know, hey, Alabama wins this game, and because Alabama beat us, we didn't – we didn't deserve it. But if you watch some of the other games that they play, I mean, yeah, they did. They struggled in a few of them. They didn't have Brock Bowers. They didn't have um, Lab McConkey. But at the same time, a couple of these other teams didn't have it either early in the year, and they still got in. Like, well, so that's, that's my biggest. Here's what I'm going to say about biggest. the committee, okay? You got 13 guys in there that's deciding on who they think are the four teams that deserve to get into the college football playoff. I'm going to start with this. They have a ranking each week starting at the very end of October, 1st of November. And to me, if you're going to have a ranking, you have to you have to use that ranking leading up to the time where it's time to pick your four teams, okay? And by that I mean if a team is in the 7th spot or the 8th spot, the only way that they should be able to jump three or four spots is if they're playing a team that's above them. I'm sorry, I don't care about champion uh, conference championships and all that kind of stuff. If they're playing a team that's above them, then I think they should have a real shot of jumping three or four spots. If they're playing a team that's below them and they win a championship, if you want to move them a spot or two, okay. But jumping three or four spots should not happen, if you ask me. And my second thing on the committee is this. College football prides itself on every game matters. Every week matters. Everybody talks about it. Except when it came time to do this, Florida State's entire schedule didn't matter. 
when you go undefeated and there's three undefeated teams in the country and you have a four-team playoff, hello, it's really not that hard. I mean, there's three teams, it's undefeated, and there's four spots. It's not three teams in two spots. It's three teams and four spots. It's really not that difficult. So that's where I'll start with this. I'm going to go on into FSU, John, and I'll, I'll start it. I mean, y'all, I just said it when I was doing this. College football for years and years has talked about the importance of every week and each week and winning games. All that matters is winning. That's, that's what they've said for years and years and years. You got 13 guys sitting in a sitting in a conference room in Dallas somewhere that want to discredit an entire team's work. 85 guys, 100 guys, counting walk-ons and everybody else. Don't give me the Travis Travis the uh, can't even think of his name Jordan Travis injury crap. There are 85 guys scholarship guys on that team that matter. And I just don't see how with four spots and three teams that are undefeated, how you leave one of them out. We're not talking about Liberty here, guys. I mean, Liberty is undefeated as well, okay? But, but they're a G5. And they and they didn't have really enough ammo to to get into the college football playoff. Now they did get a big bow, but right. And and they deserve that because they went through their schedule and they deserve to have that big bow. They deserve that. Guess what? Power conference team that goes undefeated deserves to not have their entire schedule not matter at all. Well, I'm going to go I'm going to go That's in a little I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in a little deeper on the FSU thing. So, they beat a really good LSU team. Um, I felt like LSU improved as the year went on. They beat a good Clemson team on the road. Um, you know, they had a few hiccups here and there where they didn't play really well um, later, late in the year. Even with Travis, they, they there was a couple games where they struggled. But even in the games that Travis did not play, they still won those games. And you're telling me that to be undefeated, like, let's look at TCU With last year. And a third string. Let's look at TCU last year. TCU gets in like that. And, you know, they lose. Actually, they ended up losing the, the Big 12 championship, if I'm not mistaken. 
And then they ended up going to the college football, college football playoff. Well, everybody was saying, well, TCU's not going to do anything in the college football playoff. Um, so they go in and they beat Michigan, right? Well, and then they beat – and then they lose to Georgia in pretty dominant fashion. See, here's the difference with that. If somebody said, well – they was going to get the TCU treatment where if they won, they was going to get whipped in the championship game. Don't give me that because FSU is a completely different team than what TCU was a year ago. And you're telling me that a top-ranked defense, um, you know, running back play that they got and the wide receivers that they got, that they can't come out and they can't compete – for a national championship, are you telling me that they can't do that? It, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let you have the floor. I mean, I agree. But I'm going to say this, but I'm going to let you have the floor. If I'm FSU, after the bowl game, after they play Georgia in the Orange Bowl, I file for a whatever it is an exit from the ACC and I put my hat in the SEC and I get to play back and I get to go play some football. AC, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you what's hurting the college football play. They looked at the ACC and said, well, they're not good enough because of their schedule. But you beat a team. But the ACC, well, I'll get into that in a second. There's that. That's another thing. I'll get into so, that with the conference stuff in a second. I well, guess. my biggest my but, biggest thing. I is, mean, is games matter where they're played, and and how they're won. You know, they they beat a good LSU team. They beat a really good Clemson team. That Clemson has won what? Four out of the, was it four out of the last five or maybe five games to end the year? They're actually playing Clemson football, and you're telling me that, that. And everybody's probably thinking, yeah, "Well, Clemson, Clemson's not Clemson like they normally are." No, but you went into Clemson, you went into Dead Valley, and you beat them on the road. Does that not count? It's what what you're telling me is that game does not count. That's a bunch of bull, man. That's just me. All their games didn't count, to be honest with you, if, if you ask me. Now, I'm going to get into something here that hardly anybody else is talking about, okay? And I'm going to start this one because I got something to say when it comes to the Texas Longhorns, okay? So I talked about those rankings and that they should matter. They start in November, and they each week, and they build up. Texas has been locked in at number seven. They've been locked in at number seven. Okay? Leading up to all this, they were locked in at number seven. Now, I'm going to give you something here, and I want you to tell me how in the world the Texas Longhorns jumped four spots. 
on Sunday. How? And I'm going to give you why I'm saying that. The Texas Longhorns played a three-lost Oklahoma State team that was ranked around 20th in their championship game. The Florida State Seminoles played the 14th-ranked 10-2 Louisville Cardinals. Alabama Crimson Tide, who was eighth-ranked, played the number one undefeated team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. Now you tell me how in the world did Texas win equal the same amount of moving, moving up spots that Alabama's did? Alabama moved up, been in the same spot and winning each week and kept in the same spot, in the seventh spot. I realize they won a Big 12 championship. But let me ask you this. Does a one-loss Big 12 champion deserve to be in over a undefeated ACC champion? How the hell does that happen, man? I don't understand it. So <laughs> I, everybody in the world right now is harping on Alabama. Alabama this, Alabama that. SEC gets favor. Alabama this and Alabama that. And Saban this. And everybody in the damn country is harping on Alabama. The real culprit here is the Texas Longhorns. You can't tell I'm me. I'm sorry, but a big, the difference between the Big 12, the, John, the difference between the Big 12 and the ACC in the, in the conference rankings is not that great. There's no way a one-loss Big 12 team should be in over a zero-loss ACC team. I'm going to tell you my theory. Michigan, Washington, FSU, and then Bama. And Texas should be out. That's who should be out. I'm going to tell you exactly what my theory is. And some might not like this. <laughs> some might not like this, but this is what I'm going to go with. I think that Texas got in there because they knew they was going to put Alabama in there and they wanted a rematch. From early in what was it? October, September, something like that. Yeah. I think they wanted because a rematch. Texas beat them in the head to head, which in kept -head. Texas above Bama. It it kept them above Bama in that ranking, seven and eight, all along. But I'm telling you that when you beat the number one undefeated team who has only lost one game in the last three years, compared to beating a three-loss Oklahoma State team, 
who should be in and who shouldn't? Alabama the and Florida SEC, State. I said for three weeks. I said for three weeks before this, I said that if Bama beats Georgia, they get in. I said it. I, I said, said it, it two weeks. weeks. I said it four week, four weeks ago, five weeks ago. I said Alabama is going to run the table, yeah. and I said if they run the table and they beat Georgia in the SC title game, they're going to the college football playoff because that's just what's going to happen. The SEC was not going to get left out. Nope. Yeah, it was. It was either put Alabama in. I mean, not with the way it was. It was, now, if it, it was either put Alabama in with Texas that win. Texas was undefeated, and you're looking at four undefeated teams, then maybe the SEC gets left out. Here's the thing that I thought about during the game Saturday night is, you know, Alabama wins. They don't put them in just because that they only won that one game. But if you do it that way, what was it, a couple of years back, Alabama or somebody got, I think it was Georgia, maybe Alabama. They done the same thing and they ended up getting in. I felt like, you know, the loser, no, no, what it was, the loser, the loser that game yeah. lost and still got into the into the field. I didn't see that happening this year. It was either whoever won this game and whoever lost this game, one of them was going, one of them was going home. With the with and I told people that. I told people that 24 hours with before the, the crowded game started. field at the I told people this You're before the game right. started. I mean, with the crowded field at the, the game top, the undefeated teams. I said that the loser of this game is going to be out of the college football playoff. Whoever loses this game is going to be out. People say, oh no, Georgia's going to be in there. They'll be in there because they only got one yep. loss. I they said, were no. Because of the crowded field at the top. I said, because of the field, the way it was. And that's what happened. And we got people mad. You know, yeah, we got the Kurt field Herb. was crowded at the top. It was. And now we got people, uh, we got FSU fans and Kurt Herb Street going at each other's necks. Like, <laughs> Kurt Herbstreit's losing some fans with Florida State. Let me just tell you, he's he's getting some – he's getting railroaded right now on Twitter. So, well, yeah, his comment – his comments is what I mean, throws Florida it off. State fans have every right to be mad. But they your do. thing is this, John. They're mad at the wrong team. They're mad at – they're mad at Alabama is who they're mad at. And the reason why they're mad at Alabama is because Alabama – was slotted in the fourth spot, okay, yeah. which is where Alabama should have been. But yeah. the the real travesty in all of this is that FSU, an ACC undefeated team, was left out over a one-loss Big 12. Texas team. Texas team. Yeah. The Big Twelve is the is the conference. They should the Big Twelve should not be in over the SEC. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, not when Alabama had to beat Georgia to get in. Now here, here's here's another theory that I have, and this is where I was going to kind of bring it in with the whole with the whole Georgia thing. 
is where I think Georgia fans got screwed and, and Georgia got screwed is because Texas should be our Texas. I mean, it's such Georgia, Georgia. Should, I will fully agree. Georgia should be in front of Texas, in my opinion. But if we're being fair, FSU probably, if, if we're looking at it from that angle, FSU probably gets in over Georgia, and that leaves Alabama because Alabama wins. See, I told people 24 hours, like I said a minute ago, 24 hours before this game even started, I, I was in a space, and somebody said they will never leave Georgia out. And I said, I'm telling you right now, if Alabama wins this game, Georgia's not getting into the college football playoff. I said, they're not getting in. They're not. I didn't think they was either. It wasn't like, like the field last year, the it was, it was a little bit more last soft. year had two losses. It was losses. a little softer. Yeah, it was a little softer last year. Yeah. The fifth team in the rankings last year had two losses. So the field was different than it is this yeah. time. This time, the eighth team had two losses. So the field was completely different this time than it was last year. Yeah. It was top-heavy. There was going to be conference championships or conference champions. There was going to be zero-loss teams, and there was going to be a couple of two or three one-loss teams. Well, mm -hmm. just like Georgia over Texas. Well, it's kind of hard to do that when Georgia is the non-champion. Because you do have to measure those championship games, or else why do you have them? You do have to measure those those conference championship games. If you don't, <laughs> why do you have them? Something, some, something funny come up to me. Um, I posted something. I think so, it was a couple of days ago. Matt Leach had made, had made a comment. Talking about Ohio State. Back, back, when, back when he was coaching for Washington State, he said, let's build us a committee, a committee. He said, let's get us a bunch of guys on a committee. And he said, we don't know nothing. Of, he said, and, you know, at the same time, he said, do the games really matter? Do they really matter? He said, no, no, because we know, we know all. The committee knows all. A bunch of guys in the room knows everything. And, and he was spot on. You got a bunch of guys in a room that ain't never played a down of football in their life making decisions. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. Team guys least just let them have it. Yeah. You know, so – I just wanted to point out while on our show, I wanted to point out that I firmly believe that all of this fuss and stuff over Alabama getting in is the wrong team to be looking at. I fully think that Texas is the team who jumped four spots who shouldn't have. There's no way that a one-loss Big 12 team should be 
in over an undefeated ACC team. And that would leave Alabama and Texas as the championship winners, conference winners. And Alabama had to beat Georgia. And Texas had to beat Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. I think that's enough statement to say the head-to-head is not going to matter. That's just Michigan, Washington, FSU. And Alabama. There we are. Did you do? Know what did happened. you do that? Or no, did I you didn't, just take it out? Do, I didn't. I really didn't do that. I don't know what happened. Just disappeared on me. <laughs> I don't know either. It just took you out for a second. Playing magic tricks on Brad. <laughs> right. right. With that said, the college football playoffs right now, if you haven't figured it out, is, is uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. That's the four teams that got in. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm not really going to go four teams, and I'm really not going to go. I'm not really going to go into the whole Washington Michigan type thing because those two teams deserved to be there. It's these two right here that we we just speaking on that that I, I feel like well Alabama oh, maybe, yeah, Alabama maybe but Texas definitely not. Um, but Michigan and Washington did what they had to do. Um, Washington had a gauntlet of a schedule. If anybody deserves to be there, it's Washington because of the gauntlet that they play. They went through three or four teams in a matter of weeks and just absolutely took care of business. And that's not to be overlooked. No, I mean, that's – but – you know, that's the four teams in the college football playoff. Now, with all this uproar and everything that's going on, I want to ask you this. Aren't you glad in 2024 that we're going to have a 12-team playoff? I do. I, I like it from from the aspect that you'll get the games at – you know, the first round games, well, I guess second round at these people's opponents' fields, it's going to create a home field advantage and it, it'll make a difference in how the teams get to the to the final four and how the final two to play for the national championship. I think it, it changes a lot of things. I think teams that you didn't see make it, say, for instance, you know, the teams like LSU that was just outside the outback, we're talking. If you really think about it, the Citrus Bowl is right next to a New Year's Six, and Tennessee would probably have been in the college football playoff in the in the top twelve. If we're really looking at um, numbers, them them or LSU, and I just think it 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 would change. It's going to change a lot of things. It's going to make it. It's going to make a difference. I think, and it's going to push. I eventually see this going to an 18 team before it's said and done. 
I think it'll be bigger than 12 eventually. It'll be like the March Mad. It's going to be like March Madness eventually, where everybody gets involved. Yeah, it and might be. It's going. Everybody gets but a I chance mean, to play. Teams is going to be fun. You're right. The, the home, the home environments is going to be an insane atmosphere. But I will say this, this year, the way it fell in those home environments, we would have gotten Ohio State and Penn State playing each other again. And we would have gotten um, Georgia and Ole Miss again. Yeah. And we just seen that a couple, two or three weeks ago, and Georgia beat the crap out of them. And I'm not so sure that I would be super excited about seeing two rematches that mm-hmm. was kind of unfair. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it was if That's it happened fine. like that this time, but yeah, you know, like in the. Uh, I mean, you know, like we got who is it? Ohio State's playing in the bowl game. Uh, Ohio State and Missouri. Like that would be a good matchup, you know. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you know, what's crazy to me so is, hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll get this matchup. This whole bowl thing Sunday was was absolutely crazy. You know, we, I was looking at it from the ACC perspective. You know, it knocked everything out of, out of place Sunday when Louisville – well, actually Saturday when Louisville didn't beat FSU. And a lot of people penciled Louisville as being a New Year's Six team. Everybody thought Louisville – well, that Louisville's going to – you know, regardless, they might, they're going to be in the New Year's Six. Well, Ole Miss skipped them and jumped ahead of them and went to the Peach Bowl. Well, that knocked everything out of order. And then you got to the point where we was hearing things like, well, Louisville – don't eat, teams don't even want the the bowl um, spots did not even want to pick Louisville. Like we was getting to that, and I'm choices. thinking choices. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, you know what? I, I was making a joke about it today. I said Kentucky broke Louisville. They beat Kentucky, or Kentucky beat Louisville, and then Louisville did not want nobody. Nobody wanted Louisville to play in their games, <laughs> so Kentucky got a better bowl. So I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but, they did. Yeah, and everybody thought Louisville yeah, was, and everybody they, thought Louisville was a shooting in for yeah, a college, for sure. you know, for a New Year's Six. Everybody thought they was, and then when Ole Miss showed up in the Peach Bowl, I was kind of surprised when Ole Miss showed up appeared. I was really surprised. I can't believe they jumped that far up, but they did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, Ole Miss has two losses, and Louisville now has three. So, yeah, but you know. I tell you what really hurt Louisville when they lost to Kentucky. If if they had beat Kentucky, they would have probably been a New Year's Six bowl. That's just that's just my opinion. If they beat Kentucky, they're pretty much in. A shoe in. Yeah, I think they would have if they would be. 
Kentucky, Louisville. Yeah, absolutely. Before we end all this talk about all this, I'm going to go back to FSU for just a minute. This doesn't have anything to do with the actual college football playoff. But I have heard rumors that the AP poll and the coaches poll voters are going to be open to the idea if a one-loss Alabama or a one-loss Texas wins the college football playoff and FSU was to beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, not Sugar Bowl, Cotton. Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl. Aren't they in? What are they in? Orange Bowl. Okay. If they if they're to if they were to beat Georgia in the Orange Bowl and still be undefeated, that the voters of the coaches and the AP people number one, and as the poll champions. And I bring this up because this is the way it used to be a long time ago in college football. Even before the BCS, it was it was who was voted number one. That's how it used to be like 25 years ago, all the way to 50, 70 years ago. That's how it used to be. Yeah, and back it's in- interesting to me with the way this has played out. I think it was 97, 98. Maybe I think Nebraska FSU gets a championship. I think yeah. Nebraska had won it one year and Yeah, there's I been split New- champions because of Michigan. Michigan won it, I think, in ninety seven in the Rose Bowl when they played Washington State. Um and Ryan Leaf, Michigan had the, the split. And I think Nebraska ended up winning the next night. It might have been they beat they might beat Tennessee, maybe maybe Florida. I can't remember that far back, but it was either Florida or Tennessee. I know it was an SEC team, and Michigan ended remember. up beating Michigan ended up beating Washington State because that was the year that Charles Woodson ended up winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, it was Tennessee, Dave. That's who I thought it was. Yeah, it was Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. That's when they had Peyton Manning. I really don't remember. If and but if I remember I'm correctly, just saying it's pretty interesting that that was the year that they had with Scott all Frost. This happening, they had Scott Frost, I think. Nebraska did. I think. I think that was the quarterback. Yeah, there used to be some split champions. And it happened a lot, to be honest. I mean, over the years, over 50, 60 years. And I think it's pretty interesting, even with the college football playoff, with them leaving an undefeated team out, it just could happen again, which is kind of weird. That was the whole reason that um, the college football playoff and the BCS was created to start with. I couldn't hear you. Is so you, that we you, would you, you end that up really bad. and not have split champions. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that's how it started. 
and I just to mean. end, so we wouldn't have split champions, and it could happen again, which is kind of weird. Yep. All right. I'm going to move on to um, a little bit of college basketball before we close out the show. There's some games on tonight. John, I'll let you talk about some college basketball and talk about some of these games. Well, I'll tonight. just go through. So, I'll just go. I'll just go through the college scoreboard. The, the gym. I'll just go through the okay. scoreboard and uh, just update what's the score. All right, so Utah Valley, Weber State, 70-54. Um, these are just um, games in general. I'm not going to pick all the little teams. I'm just going to pick, like, here and there games. Um, Middle Tennessee State beat Missouri State in overtime. Georgia beat Georgia Tech after Georgia Tech beat Duke, 76-62 in Athens. So, Georgia Tech beats Duke, then they lose to Georgia. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> yeah. That's just the way it goes. Um, High Point beat Western Carolina. High Point is Tubby Smith's old school um, alma mater. They are a really good basketball team this year. They got a chance to win that, that conference this year. Um, Princeton beat Drexel. Princeton is still undefeated on the season. Uh, I think that makes them 8-0, 9-0, something like that. Um, <clears throat> Wisconsin. Beat Michigan State. This is one that you're going to – you talked about Tom Izzo. You said that there's going to be problems. They lost again tonight on the road at home by 13 points. So, there's some problems going on right now in, in East Lansing. Um, Kansas State. Kansas State beats Villanova on a buzzer beater in overtime. Villanova has lost – Three games to Philly schools, and now they lose a heartbreaker to Kansas State. That's just tough for them. Um, Florida beats Merrimack. Um, Akron beats Bradley. Another team, Oklahoma is 8-0. They beat Providence 72-51. to um, Oklahoma, they have a really good player in JV on McCollum. Um, he had 19 points tonight. Um, Delaware. Beats Xavier. Xavier loses a bye game at home to Delaware. 87 to 80. Southeast. The home um, home of the Southeast fighting Purple Guppies, Delaware. The, the, the fighting hens. Um, Tennessee That's beats George Mason. I'm just messing. <laughs> Tennessee beats George Mason, 87-66. Adu had 17 points. Um, Illinois beats Ford, Ford Atlantic. I'm going to tell you something. To me, the best guard in the country right now is Terrence Shanning Jr. 33 points for Illinois tonight. He is absolute, He's one of the best players I've seen in a while. You know, he's even getting better. Um, he was good at Texas Tech, and he's gotten even better at Illinois. Um, Boston College beats Central Connecticut State 82-68. Um, and games going currently, Kansas leads Missouri KC 88-69. Um, Baylor leads Seton Hall at halftime by 10. 
BYU is beating Evansville 50 to 25 in the second half. Connecticut is ahead hey, of B- North Carolina. BYU's playing some good ball. They are. Connecticut's leading North Carolina 44 36. I just want to say Mark Pope is doing a great job in BYU. Almost halftime there. Um, Connecticut's ahead of North Carolina by like seven or eight points. San Diego State trails Grand Canyon 35-28. If you've never watched Grand Canyon play basketball, folks, you're in for a treat. That's probably one of the most – one of my favorite arenas. They get into it. That's a that's a hard place to go play. Um, that conference, they usually rule that conf- – they've ruled it, I think, the last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they're yeah, a fun group you. to watch. Indiana is behind two at halftime to Michigan. For me, this is a big game for Michigan. It's 39-37. I really don't know. What's going on with Indiana? They're just not as they're just not as good as they was what last two years. Um but they got they brought in where and I mean um that's up to date. Oh no, Oklahoma State and Southern Illinois are tied at the half 34-34. Games later tonight, there's not really a whole bunch. Um, I think a mid-major game. Cleveland State goes to St. Mary's, which Cleveland St. Mary's is another team that's kind of went down, went down the went down the hole um this season so far. They're not they have kind of went down this year, St. Mary's. They have. Yeah. Um so yeah, they have. Looking forward to tomorrow night. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of games um, tomorrow night. That there's there's a few. South Carolina goes to Clemson. Both teams undefeated. Texas goes to Marquette. Um, that should be a fun game. Shaka Smart plays his old team. That should be a lot of fun. That's probably a marquee game. And then yeah. you got Texas San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco actually travels to Vanderbilt. That's unusual to see a team from the West Coast go that far to, to play a basketball game, but they do. Um, but other than that, there's not there's not a lot of really good games on tomorrow night. Um, so that's that's caught you up on college basketball. Um, this weekend, though, there's quite a bit of basketball. Um, there's a lot of games on Saturday. Um, I'll I'll go through the Saturday games here. Um, real quick before we get off, um, let's see. Illinois goes to Tennessee. Um, that's a CBS game at 12 o'clock. That should be a fun game to watch. Um, let's see here. Purdue goes to Alabama. Um, actually, no, that's in Toronto. I'm sorry, mistaken. That's in Toronto, Ontario. Bama plays or Purdue plays Alabama. Um, Kansas State plays LSU. Um, let's see here. Louisville goes to DePaul. That should be interesting. Um, Auburn, they play Indiana at State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. That should be a fun game to watch. Um, trying to think. Wisconsin, they travel to Arizona um, Saturday. That's the 315 game. Um, TCU goes to Clemson. At that, that sh- oh, actually, no, that's in Toronto, Canada, too. On Toronto, Ontario, that's I think that's part of a double header with Purdue and Alabama. Um, 
Let's see here. Missouri um, goes to Kansas yeah. this weekend. Um, let me see. I think that's pretty much all in the top 25 bracket. Um, oh, and Gonzaga travels to Washington to face the Huskies. That, that should be fun considering, you know, Severe Wheeler and them get to – get to, and Keon yeah. Brooks get to play their – yeah, they've been playing pretty good out there so far. But I will say this in terms of the basketball slate, if you haven't looked at the slate for December 16th, please go look at it. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah, it's bonkers. And it's I can't bonkers. wait to cover it and do game day pickums on it and stuff. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be bonkers. It's going to be bonkers. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be bonkers. Yeah, we'll do some game day pick them. Speaking of that, that's our next show uh, uh, Thursday mm-hmm. night. Catch us for our game day pick We will uh, probably pick the Army-Navy game. It's the only college football game this week. Um, mm-hmm. And then because we will also the pick Trophy. some uh, basketball games over the weekend. The Heisman Trophies this weekend, I think. The Heisman Trophies this weekend, I believe. Yeah, the Heisman. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we, we could do a. We could do a pick them on the Heisman Trophy. You want to do a pick yeah, them on the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, that's fine. You yeah, know who I'm it. picking. You know yeah, who I'm picking. Do, do that on Thursday. You know night. exactly who I'm picking. Poll was uh, announced. The top poll was announced yesterday. Jaden Daniels, um, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison. And just so y'all know, this guy right here told y'all that Marvin Harrison Jr. was going to make the, the the final stages. I just don't be think. At the beginning I of the year, before the season I think 30, he'll be there. I said he was going to be there. But I just don't think he'll win it. The, the quarterback play was not I didn't consistent. I he was going to win it. I said he'd be there. Quarterback play, quarterback play for me this year. Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord had some really difficult games, and it, it, Marvin Harrison did. He had a great year, but he just didn't have the year that I thought he would have. You know, but he's there. But he's still there. I said he would be there. Yeah. He's there. Yep. Yeah. Just saying, NFL. Hello, NFL. He should be the number one pick. I'm just saying, number one pick, Marvin Harrison Jr. Just saying. <laughs> Forget these quarterbacks. Give me Marvin Harrison Jr. Just saying. Yeah. Dude is elite and unreal. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to be our show. We're going to wrap it up for tonight. Catch us on Thursday for our game day pickums, and we'll have a little bit of fun with you. Um, make sure you go around after watching our show this week. Make sure you go around on social media and tell everybody that Texas is the issue and not Alabama, okay? <laughs> Thursday.